Hello, welcome to episode two of The Other Podcast. Jane, why did we start this project? Ah, Deirdre, that's a very good question. Last year, I was doing an audience survey for Above the Fold, and I got a survey from Deirdre discussing how she really enjoyed the Women in Design event and would love to have seen more events focused on celebrating women in the creative industry. At the same time, I was really influenced and inspired by projects like Women Who by Otega Wagba. There's also Danielle Pender, who does Repost magazine. Oh, yeah. And then there's all these really inspiring creative women around Ireland. So I got in contact with Deirdre and I was like, hey, how would you feel about setting up this project? The project was unnamed for so long. And then at the same time, I was reading The Second Sex. So we're really influenced by Simone de Beauvoir as well. And we got in contact with a couple of creative women that we admire. Yeah, we're inspired by so many women and then and their, the great work that they're doing. And then we realised that there's so many great women around us and in Dublin and they're close to us that we can actually get them here to talk to them and find out about their work and about how they do what they do. And we were very lucky to talk to Kate Brangan and Joe Little. It just so happens that Kate was one of Deirdre's tutors in NCAD. Yeah, so Kate and Joe run Or Studio and they're kind of living the dream because they're basically best friends and they make great work together and they have a Rizo printer. And I thought, I was going around thinking it was Rizo. It's not, it's Rizo. Um, and it's kind of a method of producing work that has a lot of character. It's always pretty cool when it's Rizo printed. They're so recognisable. And yeah, it's so well. recognisable. And they were talking about where people use Rezo printers and where they came from. But then some really interesting stuff like setting up a business, critiquing one another's work. Yes. And yeah, they talk about collaborating and using different mediums for experimenting and playfulness, which is so important. I think playfulness in your work and being able to actually go into kind of a state of play is so good. Exactly. Um, I have a box of Lego under my desk that I use quite regularly to kind of not work. Sometimes procrastinate, <laughs> sometimes it feeds into the work. Yeah. But um, also notebooks, I think that's a common way to kind of mm. play and doodle and... So as collaborators on the other podcast, it was really interesting to hear from two other collaborators. And I feel like we can take a lot away from the podcast and we've actually learned so much from just doing the interview. And we hope that you can too. Kate, Joe, thanks so much for inviting us to your studio today. We'd love to hear a little bit more about how Or Studio came to be. If you could tell us a little bit about it. Basically, we met back when we went to IAGT together in 2000 and... Well, it was, yeah, <laughs> the early noughties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were studying graphic design in IAGT and we graduated in 2005. Yeah, we've just, we've been friends since then. And we kind of... Always talked about working together at some stage. We wanted to do something, whether it was set up a business or... I, I don't just, know. We were always talking about little projects <laughs> or ideas. things that we would be interested in doing. Um, we were both working in different places. And I went to London and um, did a master's and stuff and worked over there for a while. And then when the time came, it got to a stage where I was thinking about coming home again. And Joe and I was, was thinking about of, leaving my job. Yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, it's good timing. Yeah. Maybe. It was kind of, it was like 10 years later after graduation and we were like, right, maybe it's time that we could finally do that thing that we've always been talking about. So yeah, we set up our studio three years ago. Uh, we started off in Rathmines, we had a studio space there, which was pretty cool. It was quite big, but we moved to a smaller space. Yeah, in town. We, we were in Rathmines for one year and then we moved into um, a little space on Great Strand Street two years ago and we've been in that space since. It has been a lot more. Been a lot more productive and we've met a lot more people and made more connections and that so yeah, yeah it's so been it's good been more, it's, it was a positive move <laughs> at what point did you decide 
you're going to get a reso printer? Um, it was kind of before we even set up the partnership because we were wondering what to do. I mean, we were always going to do design, I think, together, but we kind of wanted something else to have. I first heard about Rezo um, when I was living in London and there was like a girl in college had done a project with one of the studios in London and we kind of got into it over there and then you could see in the UK there's like a lot of Rezo studios and we it was something we were kind of talking about mm. and just thinking about different kind of what type of studio was it that we wanted and what was our approach even in terms of design and stuff and we decided we'd make this little investment in a Rezo so that we kind of we like we sort of see the Rezo as a tool for experimentation in the studio yeah. and that kind of fits in with our studio ethos even in terms of just being open to experimenting, Experiment, playing, yeah. <laughs> constantly learning. Like our like we would consider the Rizzo like the third member of the studio. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we use it a lot for even just parts of a project that the outcome might not be Rizzo but yeah. we use it as a way to play almost to get mm. ideas and it's kind of an iterative process yeah of just like putting something in the machine seeing what comes out <laughs> and then like scanning that back in and working with that on the computer and stuff so it's kind of just yeah. this little handy tool in the studio then we were also we always said from the start like we were thinking about it in terms of offering it as a service as well to other people because there weren't that many places in dublin that had it and we kind of we just love it as a process <laughs> so we were like okay it's cool we yeah. can set up one of these studios here open it up to other designers and illustrators and that's what we've done and we're doing workshops and things and it's a great way of kind of just getting to know new people even seeing the type of work that they're producing on it and then that inspires yeah. us in our own work as well and it's just it's created this really nice little mini Rezo community just around this like basically glorified photocopier that sits in there yeah. <laughs> but does these amazing things so yeah it's been it's been cool can you explain a little bit the difference between Rezo and say a digital printer what's special about Rezo <laughs> um, it is, it is it's, special yeah so it's a stencil <laughs> duplicator so you can get other brand stencil duplicators, but Rezo is a brand, and like Hoover oh, okay. is a brand of vacuum okay. cleaner. But it's probably the most popular one out there. It's a Japanese brand, and like they originated in the nineteen eighties. They're used um like by a lot of schools and kind of cathedrals and churches, and actually we, yeah, we found it recently prisons as well. <laughs> wow. But they're basically yeah. they're a really economical way of doing large print runs, and they use all their own inks. Uh, they're soy-based inks and they basically each ink cartridge goes into an ink drum so each colour has its own ink drum that you put into the machine depending on whatever colour it is that you're going to be printing on it basically it was like maybe in the late 90s and early 90s that lots of artists and designers discovered that you could actually put in some cool colours and make some interesting mm. things on this and it's actually a very cheap machine to run because it's got its own inks yeah, um, and it's got that tactility so um, a lot of people would compare it to screen printing the results that you get from it and the, the inks mix quite well as well because they're I suppose semi-transparent in a way so you can get really nice results mixing pink and yellow you get a really nice vivid orange and that that you might not achieve with digital printing like the fluorescent pink for instance that's everyone's favourite yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah the overprinting the overlaying yeah so it's kind of like something that when we're doing it on the screen we'd set it up in InDesign you can get quite close to it by looking at the multiply effect in InDesign or something but when you actually print it it's totally yeah. different thing. like it's you usually, can't predict like, what's going to come always in. different to what you think yeah. it's going to be <laughs> which is part of the charm I yeah think. so it's a constant collaborative process between the two of you between the printer yeah uh, between whoever you're collaborating with which is really interesting. Kate, you mentioned something about the experimentation that occurs with Rezo. There's obviously loads of room for experimentation. You can kind of constantly update and renew your practice. That's obviously something that I'd say an employee wouldn't have the liberty to be able to do. But as you are 
essentially your own bosses, you have, you're entitled to that freedom. How did you find the process of transitioning from being an employee to actually being your own bosses? One of the best parts is we are really good friends and you're doing, you're on this little journey with your friend. <laughs> and I think that that is nice. You're taking a lot of risks as a business owner, but to be, you kind of have the support of your business partner as well. And just knowing that you're kind of on the same, like you have the same goal essentially. And I think that mm. that's, that helps things a lot but yeah it feels good yeah <laughs> it's nice I think the biggest obstacle or the biggest challenge is obviously the financial aspect of it <laughs> like in terms of like going out on your own and actually having to worry about all those things that when you worked for other people they were worrying yeah, about them instead <laughs> <laughs> so I think for us that's probably the biggest challenge but the rewards are greater in yeah. terms of just having that freedom so as friends then starting a creative business mm-hmm. like where did you start was it personal projects client work straight away what was the beginning beginning was getting the printer I think wasn't it yeah because we kind of wanted something like it's like we got the space in Rathmines because we had the printer yeah <laughs> like that and gave we, us we needed a studio space rather than you know we discussed working in my house yeah like from like in, the back bedroom yeah. or something and then it was like but oh we knew we that get wouldn't this be a good working environment because <laughs> we wanted to be yeah in a professional practice yeah. area you know that kind of way so I think getting the printer helped with that yeah even though it sat there for six months. And once we had that, that kind of formed ideas for projects of our own. And even starting to meet like illustrators and artists coming into Rathmines into the studio and giving us more of an idea of, yeah, actually having this as a service will work because people are actually looking for it. Yeah. And I think as well, even because we had both worked independently, like or like with other studios and other places for quite a long time, like for ten years, the printer again is this kind of like um critical tool in terms of us creating work together that wasn't necessarily one of our styles or one of our, it, it became this kind of new style that yeah, like we were kind of creating new things that we wouldn't have necessarily created independently. And it was like that we had the printer there as this way of like merging both of our styles or both of our approaches. And you got this kind of new aesthetic, which is now our studio aesthetic, but it wouldn't necessarily, I don't think you can see that it's either Kate or it's Joe necessarily. Like it's it's this proper kind of like combination of both. And that's kind of down to the printer as well, because it produces its own aesthetic in itself. So Beginning a business with a friend, how do you balance business with your friendship? It's hard to separate. Pretty honest with each other. I mean, that comes with friendship when you're friends that long. I suppose it's kind of like, not going to say like sisters, but well, they did. But. <laughs> it's like, no, don't do it. Um, you're honest with each other because you're that it's you're a that very close, close friendship yeah. but we like even when we weren't living in the same country we would like email each other every day and yeah and even whether like, it's a social thing or just a creative thing yeah. we like look I saw this really cool studio look at this work and we're always kind of doing that back and forth yeah it's and just, it's just it's, the same but now we share a space space <laughs> yeah. it's kind of just like together. this one really long extended conversation <laughs> that goes yeah. from being about work to being about I don't know going to the pub after work yeah. or like yeah. it just continues and continues and whether it's about I don't know like it could be about the next project or it's about what you're doing at the weekend but it's just this like yeah. continuous kind of conversation that dips in and out of various aspects do you remember the first time you collaborated I was trying to actually think about that the other day and I feel like it's probably like on birthday presents for friends or something like you kind yeah. of go over Someone's the top like party of magic. Yeah. <laughs> even I think of like various events or parties that we put on for people or things that that would be kind of a collaboration but we didn't actually 
collaborate until we started working in the studio together. Yeah. Like we didn't really, we didn't work on any projects before that. No. Um, and I mean, in college, we would have obviously discussed each other's work like everyone does in college. But I think, yeah, we talked about it for so long that maybe it felt like we were already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's your process like in the studio? We would kind of like to start a project with a little trip or something. <laughs> like going yeah. outside the studio. Really yeah. And it's yeah. almost like once we do that trip, like whether it's to like, a museum that might have some sort of relevance to the project or if it's even going to meet the client or if it's going out like I don't know the other day we were in the botanic gardens or something but it's yeah. like when you make that little trip outside the studio it's like you're now committing to yeah. researching the project like it's like you did it you left <laughs> the room and you're now immersing yourself in. yeah yeah constantly just kind of talking about it back and forth doing that research and in the research stage we'd kind of like research separately but then come back and have a conversation about it yeah and kind of at one stage then like at some stage in it just gather everything together look at what we both have like kind of pull it in one place mm-hmm. we kind of tend to make a little bit of a presentation sometimes that gets sent to the client sometimes it's just, it's just for us, for us. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just to get our own head around like where everything's at at that stage and from there we just kind of start making things yeah or designing or yeah, we do kind of a good bit of making prototypes and like checking if, you know, before you even start the actual design, just we might think what the functionality might be. And yeah, we, we tend to like doing really awkward, annoying things. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. most difficult way around something. Like, we're like, oh, but before we settle on anything, let's build a giant, like, I don't know. It's just, it, yeah. it's just like, what could we do <laughs> to put off the actual doing? So how many yeah. things can we build? How many shapes can we make? How many, or like, and then put putting things through the printer or something it's just kind of always dancing around knowing that you eventually have to come down and do the proper work just do it in InDesign but it's just like playing all around that before you get to that try and have fun with it as much as possible I love that approach though you have really put the tangible back into design and print and graph design initially when I discovered your work it was in NCAD for 2017 graduate exhibition and the wayfinding was so physical and rather than just looking at a sign you were, there were like layers of signs and it was just a really nice approach. Kate, how do you find working with kind of undergraduate students at this stage? Um, yeah, well, I really enjoy it. Um, I've been there two years now. Yeah, like I, I actually, I love it. And I think it feeds into the studio practice as well an awful lot. And I think it's just, it's the type of job, like it keeps you on your toes. I learn an awful lot from the undergraduate students. Um, and as much as like I'm trying to help them as much as I can, but I'm also gaining an awful lot from it as well. So I enjoy it a lot. It's the same as people then coming into the studio with work, you're glancing off or you're learning what they're doing mm-hmm. and being around people who are making cool things. <laughs> uh, have you any had any bad collaborations? What goes wrong? We were trying to, we were kind of talking about this and I don't know if we have had any big negative, like... Yeah, there's... Nothing's gone terribly wrong yet. We're still in the yeah. studio. Like, we're still really, <laughs> really been, young. I mean, there's been hiccups with yeah. the bigger projects, but it's been nothing that, like, anyone needs to know about. Or, you know, like, yeah. it's that kind of, like, it wouldn't put us off doing it anymore. Yeah. Or Just, Like, there's been intense moments in terms yeah. of, like, there's been highs and lows, <laughs> but there's nothing that's been so dramatic that we'd be like, oh. We need to discuss that. Or well, never collaborate again. Like, yeah. Kind of, like, we like to see ourselves as being quite open, so... We don't really want to lose that. It's also interesting that because you're a small studio, you're essentially all the cogs in a wheel. So you're the project manager, you're the CEO, you're the designers, <laughs> you're the printmakers, yeah. you're all of those components. So obviously, if a client has an issue, they're going straight to you. If, say, a student or an emerging designer did have a kind of client problem 
How would you tell them to get through your letter? What advice would you give them? The client is such a huge part of the overall process. Recognising that from the get-go and having those conversations throughout. Like, we're constantly like, communication, communication is, key. is key. <laughs> So it's just like constantly communicating yeah. each stage and each step so that I think we would try our best to avoid getting to that stage. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, that's not always the case. Obviously, there can be misunderstandings along the way or things weren't, like, picked up in certain ways. But I think we would both generally... Joe was saying there we kind of try to be quite open and we're quite transparent with our whole process and there's never I don't know like it hasn't really come up that there's been any huge surprises or things have gone terribly wrong because it's like if you're just constantly communicating and honest about each stage and what's happening at each stage Mm. like it's just it's again it's this kind of it's an ongoing conversation the client is involved in they're equally involved they're a huge part of the project where you're collaborating with them throughout from the start um, like I know like and I, I know even when like we first came out of college and there was a couple of things like people would always be like I don't know like kind of bitching about the client or like oh you, you don't get any creative freedom or you don't get to do these things yeah. and I think maybe just through experience we've kind of learned just how crucial the client is mm-hmm. in the job and to and like if you're up if you're pitched against them it's going to go wrong they're your friends you're in it together you're yeah. after the same goal and you, I think you have to be quite adaptable flexible in that sense that like you don't have all the answers because they're the client like they are crucial they have some of the answers too and you need to be open to what their answers are to achieve the kind of common goal yeah I love it that's great advice Lying to your friend yeah. remember yeah. that <laughs> So another collaboration that you do are the workshops. Can you tell us about those? We actually did our first workshop as part of the Open Studio for the Future Conference last year. Rather than just having our studio open for people to look at, we just kind of wanted to show them the printer and show them what you can do with it, but really quickly. So I think it was only for about 20 minutes, half an hour per slot, and we did three slots. Yeah, um, quick fire round. Yeah, <laughs> draw something really quickly and we'll do it for you. Um, but it went really well and I think people really liked it. So from that, we kind of decided that we'd do more structured workshops. So the ones we do in our studio are kind of, so far they've been two colour limited edition kind of, people would get like two colour posters. And we, could, we do them, like some people come with designs that they've already designed, they have it in mind and they just want to print it there. Or you can do things where it's like a cut and paste workshop that you do on the glass. So yeah. it's all very hands on, you don't need the computer at all. It's basically acts like a scanner, like a photocopier thing. And the thing is with the reason, like it's not a complicated process at all, but it's more, it's quite novel because everyone is just, it's more just, there's a little bit of mystery around it because it's like, what yeah. is that thing? But if you just come to the workshop, it's like, you know, and that's brilliant. Like, you know, yeah. like you leave knowing exactly what it is and how not complicated it is. And it's yeah, brilliant. and everyone seems to leave going like, I want to use the printer all the time. Can I come back? Yeah. And you're yeah. like, no. <laughs> like, no, but but like, yeah. yeah. There's only a few of these printers, razor printers in Ireland. Yeah. In yeah. So it is novel. It is. Yeah. 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 And it's good because, I mean, some people that have attended the workshops, there's been a varied kind of whether they're designers or illustrators or photographers, but a couple of them have actually said that they, like, they're going to try and gear their clients to think that Rezo might be an outcome. So yeah. even in that sense, it's kind of growing business for us yeah, a little yeah. bit. And then recently we did week of workshops in the Science Gallery. That was part of the... Festival of Curiosities. Yeah. So there was a Rezo printed book that was part of the, the exhibition and um, that was uh, designed by Eva Rust. So they had asked us to come in to kind of like uh, do workshops in and around the theme of this book and like introduce Rizzo to some people who wouldn't have been necessarily introduced to it before. Yeah. So yeah, it was a mix of uh, workshops with transitioners on one of the days and then it was open to the public for the other three nights. And it was kind of interesting because there were zine workshops rather than poster workshops. So we hadn't done that before. So it was kind of like, okay, how do we tell people how to 
<laughs> make a storyboard kind of, you know, and it's not just printing, it's yeah, like, how do you make a book as well? A lot of the people weren't necessarily from a creative background or whatever, yeah. but that made it even better in a way because you were getting people in, like there was a doctor and... A pharmacist and yeah. some people who just had no... Like, it's just so interesting because you're kind of... Especially because mainly it's artists and illustrators yeah. and designers that and, really just, and you're in this bubble little bubble. Of... And you're like, yeah, yeah. we love her, you know, and it's so cool and it's it's... It's within this bubble, it's great. But then it was just suddenly we were outside <laughs> in the public and it was like doctors and yeah. yeah, like different people, people who were coming to the science gallery and from a science aspect and even the transition year students, mm. maybe a handful of them had done art, but they were much more like science focused. They were just so into making the books, creating yeah. artwork and things like that they just wouldn't be used to doing or <laughs> yeah. have been exposed to. And they were they, like, they seemed to really enjoy it. And it was just kind of eye opening for us as well in terms of just seeing the results that were produced by kind of novice artists, I suppose. Yeah, I love that interactive element from what you do, because obviously with a lot of like design studios, we just see the end product, we don't see the behind the scenes, whereas you're kind of doing both sides, you're in the studio creating that work, designing the work, but then you're also like being really immersed in the environment and kind of everyday culture by doing those workshops. Yeah, one actual, one of the evenings, there was like an open evening for part of the exhibition Science Gallery. So we had this kind of, again, open studio, but it wasn't in our studio, it was in their space. And that was just open to anyone to come in and print. So that was Rizomania. Like it was just like <laughs> constantly yeah. changing the drums, yeah. printing, like there was a queue of people yeah. with stuff to print. And that was really cool as well. Um, very tiring, but yeah. really... It's really exciting as well, like even like we went through the machine earlier, but it's like the drums themselves are really quite heavy and quite big. And if you're constantly changing the colours, it becomes this really physical, like manual labour (laughs) kind of job. And that's something, again, that like if we were just doing everyday design, you'd be sitting at your desk and there isn't so much of that. And I think that's a part of like a part of our job or the kind of world that we've created is that's one aspect that we really enjoy about it as well. We had Mm -hmm. the same experience down in Letter Frack where it was just it was just really physical and really like it was (laughs) tough work basically, but (laughs) it was really enjoyable. And And you're doing it in front of everyone as well. So (laughs) usually it's like, here's the artwork and then we go, here's your prints and that's it. So they don't see the behind the scenes of it or whatever. So um, you only see it in the workshops and everyone's a bit like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. But, yeah, and they so, don't see the transportation part of it. How the hell do you no. get the printer around? It's a letter frack of all places. <laughs> yeah. We got it down with the National Print Museum. We're bringing some um, letter press down, so they offered to bring the printer down. So and went, it went in the one. Yeah. The printer itself went in their van, and then all the different ink drums went in various cars, and even students' cars and stuff. Yeah. We got in touch with them. <laughs> we were like, "Thank you." So neither of us drive, which is like. <laughs> major flaw in our in our overall business plan but basically we had a lot of help and it was great but um when the printer actually arrived down it had gone over such bumpy roads because it was like literally the middle and like well no it was just very far out <laughs> they got loads of loads of bumpy roads and part of maybe the printer got the top of the printer was up when we opened the back of the van and we were kind of like oh no something's wrong with it because basically if something happens to it we have a certain amount of knowledge of how to fix it but and like worst case scenarios, we have to get a technician out and he wouldn't be in that yeah. So yeah, we dealt with it very quietly and <laughs> um, turns out... It was uh, the best place for it to possibly yeah. happen because it had <laughs> arrived at these amazing workshops and um, so the, the furniture school in Netherfrack just has the best facilities ever yeah. and they have like loads of 3D printers so the amazing technician in the workshop printed us a part yeah. the part that was broken on the machine he 3D printed he it he just like. fix it and we joked about like do you reckon you could 3D print this and he was like ah, maybe yeah I don't know when you have time and we were like oh, we'll see <laughs> and then, and then yeah, suddenly we, we had time. Back with this, like our machine has a, had all this 
nice plastic surgery and let it rock and it's like a whole new model yeah all these parts so that was really cool that was, that was really good yeah it was really exciting as well so that was the design west summer school the first one that yeah took place yeah in Moscow. how did that go we had a great time <laughs> um, yeah we were there as kind of instructors and as print facilitators <laughs> yeah it was just basically like uh, like they had play they had um sean sills from the National Print Museum was there as well, and we were there with our Rizzo. Unthink were there. They had their laser printers. <laughs> so there was this little print room, yeah. um, and we were there just facilitating like an alternative method of printing the various things that the students were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, it was brilliant. It was so enjoyable. It, everything, the weather was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, so basically, everything went to plan. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it was a generally a really positive experience and great fun for the studio. <laughs> do you think being in Galway did that affect the work that you guys were making that other people were making did like a change of scenery change the work that was coming out yeah it did and I think even being in the Letterbrack campus they were given all these different avenues that they could use rather than just you know printing just <laughs> just printing yeah like, <laughs> like so they they've got it. um laser printers and cnc and the, 3d, the 3D printers, printers yeah. and just an immense a shed of like piles of wood that they're just offering yeah. everyone to use and just like loads, <laughs> loads of help on hand like loads yeah. of technicians everyone was there the answer to absolutely every request or question in Letterbrack was yes yeah. no bother everything's <laughs> fine like, like they were so willing to help yeah. with absolutely everything and I think there was just a really like there was just this great like really positive energy behind mm-hmm. anyone who had kind of committed to going there and then the tutors that they had gotten um, over from like they had Arthur from E2 or 2 in Porto and Isidro Ferrer in the first week and then they had um Ken and BK from Pentagram in the second week and just even having them yeah. in letter frack in the, you were basically we were just in this like, like we had our own little tiny community on the edge of Ireland <laughs> making all this like amazing design work with your hero like your design yeah. heroes are there and they're just they were just having the best time as well and everyone was just it was just it was great yeah and we got to take part in Isidro's workshop as well which was yeah. brilliant because yeah. we love him <laughs> and uh, yeah and just even his approach and his style it's that really hands-on really playful and just even playing with different like found objects and things in the environment and then I think like uh, going back to the actual question <laughs> um, just in terms of being inspired by the environment and the like just even being in that location it was definitely mm. really it, like basically it was kind of Design West was setting out like to kind of achieve that goal of helping people switch off and create things like kind of local observations and making things within the environment and it totally achieved that. It looked amazing. It looked so nice. Yeah, the weather helped them. <laughs> I mean, there was a great day, I think, on the Friday when we kind of set up the Rizzo. We weren't, I don't think we were supposed to do it to the second week, but we just started kind of checking that everything was working okay and people were gradually coming over and taking a look and Isidro wandered over with his sketchbook and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like everything in his sketchbook's amazing looking. And he basically, yeah, he was like, can I please print with this? He's never used one before. So um, he started printing with it and then Arthur came down He went, and then they both started printing over each other's artwork and then the students would come down and they'd print over. So like Isidro would print his print over someone else's print and it was just this kind of live physical collaboration yeah. that everyone was just like not being too precious with their work yeah. but just kind yeah. of getting some really cool results yeah. from it, it was, I think it was that like fun. and that's the, one of the main things with the Rezo printer and then even with our like this idea of not being too precious with it and like Isidro and Arthur totally just like warmed to it immediately and got that immediately and then I think the students seeing that as well like that if these like superstar designers <laughs> weren't being precious about their work they didn't need to be either and it's just it's very much yeah. like look just put it through this little experimental machine and yeah. see what happens and it was just it's just like this quick fire round of just 
like being okay with failure, I think, is a major yeah. part of the machine. The machine is just a big <laughs> failure machine. <laughs> but in a fun way and in the best way possible. And yeah, yeah, well, I think that that's like part of our ethos as a studio would be like having a healthy relationship with failure yeah. and being okay. And just that whole idea of try, try, try again kind of yeah. thing. And like, that's what the machine does. And, and I think, yeah, it basically, it, yeah. it shined a letter rack as well. Yeah. <laughs> because lots of people got to use it and they enjoyed it. And then, yeah, it was fun. So you mentioned that you met two of your heroes at Design West. That's really cool. And you were talking about inspiration. Other sources of inspiration. What's your favourite book? A design book or creative book or kind of your holy grail to look towards? That's a really difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 like, I think it's this, I think I'm currently reading about 70 different books that I've started and not <laughs> finished like they're on the go since like yeah. 2001 or something um that I think it's what I find the most inspiring is re- like having a couple of books on the go at once that m- one might be a Rebecca Sonnet thing one might be um like the experimenters and, and yeah. like it's specifically about art and design and you're merging these ideas like you kind of get funny ideas when you've got a few things going <laughs> yeah. yeah and um, then there's Repost magazine as well yeah, so not necessarily be... a book but something yeah, we love repast yeah. <laughs> yeah, designed by a female designer too. So yeah. um, I think yeah, even things like magazines as well. Like um, we like the studio is basically full of books, full of magazines, and I think we're constantly dipping in and out of them. Even things like that, like in terms of magazines and interviews, you just get these little snippets into people's insights, and then kind of I think we're constantly fascinated by things like that. Like even just general conversations mm. with friends, and just we've got loads of really funny friends <laughs> that make us laugh and kind of inspire our ideas and stuff. And so inspiration is everywhere yeah pretty basically much. basically <laughs> yeah everywhere friends family nieces nephews funny people <laughs> funny people we do generally like to yeah look on the humorous side of things if possible yeah <laughs> so we put out an open question to our instagram audience and we got a couple of questions back and um, a couple that we've brought up throughout the conversation already but um one really interesting one so how do you approach difference of opinions and compromise as collaborators? With each other or like... With clients. With, clients with, or with, or with each other or with clients. <laughs> with each other and in terms of difference of opinion, it's kind of funny because it, again, it kind of goes back to that thing we were saying earlier about this ongoing conversation. Hmm. We're quite in sync and in tune with what we're what both, both kind of are thinking yeah, um, about any one thing. Like it's kind of, we would generally, I mean, I think we're both kind of laid back sometimes <laughs> yeah. I don't feel quite laid back <laughs> so it's probably ironic that I think pretty but, laid back yeah. yeah and like I think we slowly end up just coming to the same conclusion just by talking through mm-hmm. things and you would get yeah. it like so maybe there's sometimes when we we don't agree on something but you just kind of you're already talking about yeah, it yeah and you just kind of keep so it's going not, with it yeah. until we kind of reach this natural conclusion where we can sense right we're both on the same page here. yeah do you criticize each other I think it's a funny one because I think it's never personal. Like, it's always about a piece of work. So the work is the thing at the centre of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And rather than... So say if it was something I created and, like, I had started on mm-hmm. and you were, like... I don't know. We're looking at it as this separate entity in a way. And it's never... I cr- like, oh, you've done a terrible job. <laughs> it's like this, this piece of work isn't yeah. really working for us at yeah. this stage or something like that. So it's, you're always talking about it as this other yeah. separate thing. And so it never becomes yeah. this personal kind of dig at any, 
at either of us in a yeah, way. Like because we're both always talking about the work together. <laughs> and it sounds like, yeah, you don't like ever <laughs> criticise each other, but we're both doing it yeah. at the same time. Or And you'd be, you know, you, you, we would be quite critical of the work. But that's such a great communication mechanism. Yeah. You're not putting the blame on any person. Or not that it's even blame, yeah. but like, you know, the ownership is kind of put on the, yeah. the actual work itself, yeah. which you can change yeah. and adapt. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a, another thing is like, but sometimes in the workshops, um, because it's like this sort of live event and you don't really know what either of you is going to come out with at any given time or what's going to happen with the machine, because the machine can be quite temperamental as well. Yeah. But there's been the odd occasion where we've broken something or done something. And it's definitely like, it was definitely my fault. Like, but... There is this general understanding that it's going to be you tomorrow yeah, and it's exactly. going to be me the next day. So it's kind of like, I know, like if one of us does make this major error and it's very obviously <laughs> your fault, <laughs> you kind of know you're going to make the error next week and yeah. it's fine. So it's you're kind of balanced. like, it's like, if I go mad at this, I'm going to get that like yeah. <laughs> back because I know I will just as easily make the same mistake. Yeah. So it is just quite a... You we're not generally look. like yeah, yeah, like you said, we're laid back. We're not very like yeah. I wouldn't go mad at you for like for <laughs> <laughs> that thing that I broke that time. Yeah. The but, yeah. the other question is quite similar, but I like how it's phrased. <laughs> um, should you work with friends? What if you fight? <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah, it's yes, you should work with friends. Yeah, it's fun. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, you'll know soon enough. It's yeah. if it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely heard some horror stories from some friends who started out together and are no longer friends. We're fine at the moment. <laughs> we don't seem to have that problem. So we'd recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Just be cool. Like we're friends first. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the work kind of comes out of that. So I suppose when we start, I don't know, if we start becoming too precious about the work and then your friendship is suffering, I think that mm -hmm. would, I think for us, like it's really, it's different for all different people. But like for us, I think that would then compromise the work in itself. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't really be working as a as a studio maybe because it took us so long to finally actually work together like <laughs> yeah, we talked about true. it for 10 years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that actually we just really knew that we wanted to and we, we we already had an idea of what we wanted to do together it wasn't just kind of like yeah, we didn't jump just straight in or anything yeah. we were pretty cautious about <laughs> doing that 10 year research <laughs> before getting in too deep so yeah like I think we're work with your friends so I was gonna ask what advice you'd give to your younger self but I feel like you've just done it <laughs> great it was so amazing to have the two of you on today thanks so much for having us in your studio no problem by the way the studio nice is to have you. so cool so thanks yeah. so much for thank you letting for us in cool thank you, thank you.